Hey everybody, welcome to the C3 Victory Podcast. We're so glad that you're here catching up with us. So sit back, relax and enjoy this conversation between two of our pastors from one of our online Sunday services. You can actually join us every Sunday for our online services. So make sure to head to c3victory.org.au for more information. Hey church, thank you so much for joining us online today. I hope you're getting kind of used to this now. Uh, It's been a few weeks and uh, we believe that it's been great to be able to come into every lounge room. And if, maybe if you're visiting with us, checking out our church online today, uh, thank you so much for doing that. I hope that as we talk through uh, God's Word, the Bible this morning, we really hope that you get encouraged, uh, kind of filled up with hope, yeah. knowing that there is a God out there and He yeah. loves you and He's for you, uh, wants you to know Him. And uh, we, we just are going to talk through a yeah. bit of stuff because this is so good. I, I think people are loving this because we're unpacking the word. We're getting, we're not just getting information. We're getting some revelation yeah. and some action out of this. And and you know, faith comes when we hear the word. And I, I believe God's building our faith, and people are growing. And uh, and as uh, as disciples, they're maturing. But we've had some great messages. You know, we we started this thing, the wrestling the tension of faith and wisdom and laying a foundation a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, even before that, you did a great message on Easter to set us up oh, for thanks. hope and life. And, Come on. and then you and Darren did the one um, after Widow, the... Widow of Zarephath. Yeah, 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 I mean, talk about faith and talk about risk and talk about putting it all out. Foolishness in the oh, eyes of goodness. the world, you know. What... So here we are again, you know, and what we did a couple of weeks ago, we, we went to 1 Corinthians. And if you got your Bible, you might want to go there uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and 2, where we started unpacking the foundation of, of wisdom as God sees it, which is right. different to the world. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And um, look, if you, do, if you do have your Bible with you, grab it out. We're going we're gonna to keep kind of talking through 1 Corinthians. Right. If you don't have a Bible, that's, that's really, that's fine. Um, on your screen, you'll notice there's a tab. Uh, it's got Bible written on it. You can click on that and uh, it will take you straight to a fully embedded uh, Bible. And you can look up uh, where we are going to be reading this morning. So it's, it's in the book of 1 Corinthians. It might be like 1 C-O-R, I think, on the, on the embedded version there. And we're going we're gonna to be going into chapter 2. Yep. Um, it's a letter that, that Paul, uh, the apostle, wrote to the church in, in the town of Corinth, more like a city, I guess. Yeah, a big city. Um, and you know, if you, if maybe if this is your first week uh, checking out our online stream, two weeks ago we looked at the fact that Corinth as a city um, was was a, a place that really uh, kind of elevated knowledge That's and, right. and human wisdom and the pursuit of that and gaining as much um, wisdom, knowledge and understanding as and possible. And status was key to them. Right. And, and the more knowledge, the more wisdom, the more status they had, the higher they were elevated in society. Right. And, uh, and so Paul was very careful not to walk this track. He could have. You know, he could have come in and he could have been elevated. You know, he used to be a Pharisee of Pharisees and all yeah, kind yeah. of things. But he chose to take a different road, which is typical of God. You know, it's because God's saying when this is all said and done, the end of, you know, chapter one, verse 29, it, it literally says God does it in a different way so that no one can ever boast. Right. Like it's not about you. It's, it's about right. him. 
<laughs> and Paul says, it's not about me, it's about him. That's right. And so in chapter 2, verse 1, we start here where Paul, he begins in a family kind of language, dear brothers and sisters. Yeah. He said, listen, I know there's some stuff going on and I know you're wrestling with things and I know you got some things kind of out of kilter, but when it's all said and done, we're family. And, and we want to say right. today, listen, we know we're in a unique time and people are struggling with things yeah, or yeah. wondering where God's at. We want to talk to you as family. We're not talking as, as lecturers, we're talking as family. And he right. said, when I first came to you, I didn't use lofty words and brilliant ideas to tell you God's message. Now, Paul could. You know, you remember back in Acts, he was at Mars Hill, which is yeah. near Corinth. Debated. He goes philosophers with the philosophers and, and he held his own. You know what's interesting, though? Not one convert there. <laughs> he used apologetics and he used the idea of arguments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not one convert. Yet when he walked into a city and he just went to the simple message of God's wisdom found in the cross, bam, revival hits. Right. Because he said, I decided when I came to you to concentrate only, which is key, on Jesus yeah, yeah, Christ. Yeah and his death on the cross. You know, we can try to argue people into the kingdom, but it doesn't work. That's right. I mean, he says here, I didn't, I didn't use lofty words. Right. I didn't try to use brilliant ideas. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't try to, I mean, I know, I know like we fall into this trap all the time. We, yeah. we think I have to be able to answer everybody's um, kind of questions or concerns, or yeah. uh, we gotta be able to prove everything about God and, 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 and be able to, almost almost argue someone like like debate them into oh right. you've convinced right. me enough i'll believe but i i wonder you know sometimes i find myself nate thinking like oh i don't want to look like a simpleton right i mean i've got a hillbilly accent as it is anyway <laughs> and i don't want to look like some hillbilly i mean you know when they say oh these men were galileans talking about jesus followers yeah, yeah. they're saying they're hillbillies having a bit of a having a bit but of a then all of a sudden they said hang on a minute these guys are changing the world. They've turned the world upside down. That's right. And in the end, that's what we want. And so Paul goes on and he says, I literally came to you in weakness. Verse 3, I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling. Paul was not a weak man. I mean, the yeah. things that he went through showed endurance and strength. But you Absolutely. know what he's saying? I, I'm yeah, carrying yeah. the most explosive message on the planet. It, right. is, it is the power of God that changes somebody. Yeah. You know? And he uses the word dynamite. It's explosive. And he said, I, I'm, man, I'm nervous about carrying this because this isn't my, these aren't my words, they're his. And he said, my message, verse 4, and my preaching were very plain. I didn't use wise and persuasive speeches, but the Holy yeah, Spirit yeah. was powerful among you. Now, literally, he said, I didn't come to perform. I came to demonstrate. demonstrate. Yeah, and he's talking yeah. about, I, I didn't come to perform my brilliance, my intelligence, my pedigree, on show, I came to demonstrate the Spirit's power. And that's what got you into the kingdom. Do you know that word demonstrate literally means legal proof that's presented in a courtroom? Is isn't that isn't it interesting that we think proof is physical, tangible evidence. Right, yeah. But, but what Paul is saying that the best, the best proof of the reality of Jesus is a, actually a spirit encounter. Right. It's, 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 it's something that you have that you can't explain, but you know inside of you, he's real. And the first real. encounter, I don't know, I, if you, you know if it was this way with you, but the first encounter for me, totally coming out of a non-Christian yeah, background, yeah. was the Holy Spirit taking this simple message about Jesus and the cross, and it just hitting me. Bam! You know, this is what God did. You know, I, 
I probably had heard it before yeah, yeah. growing up in the Bible Belt, but it never impacted me until all of a sudden the Holy Spirit got on that thing. Absolutely. And it just changed me forever. And Paul said, you know, I came with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that you might trust the power of God rather than human wisdom. <laughs> and then he picks right. up verse 6. Why don't you pick up from there? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I just, I'm just getting challenged right there <laughs> rather than human yeah. wisdom. How, how often do I think that I, I have enough wisdom right. to cause someone to believe in Jesus? Well, you know, the other thing, too, I, I, I just, I, I'm getting a sense that in this time, I, I'm really stirred up about this time. I, I'm more excited than scared because <laughs> I believe all the things that could be about performance are just kind of put on the shelf. Right. And what do we have left? A message that is the most powerful message yeah. on the planet. The only message yeah. that can take a person who is totally lost and they're found. Totally, totally de depraved and made right. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally rotten to the core and made healthy and clean. I mean, healed in every way. That's right. And yeah, I, believe, yeah. I believe we're in one of the, the most opportune times in our lifetime because yeah, yeah, absolutely. we can come with, not just Paul, you and I, because of the Holy Spirit, can come with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Absolutely. The demonstration yeah. is not in the vessel. The demonstration is in what is in the vessel. Wow, great. It's not, it's yeah, not yeah. me. That's what Paul's saying. It's not in me physically or intellectually. It's, it's the resonance, as you said, Holy Spirit in us. Right. And that's what he gets into now. Yeah, yeah. In verse 6, he starts to unpack yeah, the difference between how we approach non-Christians, perhaps in terms of unpacking Jesus and, and, and relationship with him. He's like, this is the way I, I go with, with non-Christians. But then, yet when I'm among mature Christians, I do speak with words of wisdom. Right, of course. Not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world and not the kind of wisdom that appeals to the rulers of this world who are being brought to nothing. No, the wisdom that we speak of is the secret wisdom of God, yeah. which was hidden in former times, though he made it for our benefit before the world began. But the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would never have crucified our glorious Lord. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? It does, yeah, yeah. But they, they just didn't see it. Um, that is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen and no ear has heard. No mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. I think, I think people take that heaps out of context. Though. Oh, because he's talking about in the Old Testament, the gospel was hidden. Yeah, right. And the secret of the gospel is hidden. But Paul is making it clear. But he's now revealed it to us by his spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think there's something prophetic in that for us in this day. People think, where's God? What's he doing? Why is this happening? We don't know what's going on. Listen, as Christians, we need to shift our thinking on this right. and say, yep. I believe God does want to show us, talk right. to us. And he wants to do things, his plans through us. Don't use this verse as a justification That's right. to act like you can, you're passive in this. I believe we're meant to be active. That's right. It's in, in essence, and I mean, Paul gives evidence to this in the next few verses. But in, right. in, in evidence, uh, sorry, in, in effect, he's, he's dis distinguishing the difference between what those who love God are able to see and what those who... who are yet to, to kind of fall in love with God and they they can't see because right. they can't talk talk to him and, and yeah. you know you remember what it was like you know before you really got born again you just don't understand anything about it right it's just a bunch of religious can't stuff and churchy doing. stuff yeah now all of a sudden it's like a new world opens up that's right and and this is exactly what he says in verse 10 right because he goes on and he says yeah. but we know these things that's a good start <laughs> you know he's saying 
Nobody has seen this before, but we. Right. Distinguishing that for those of us who love God. Yeah. And and you might be watching this morning. You might, you, this might not kind of translate to you. You might be considering hearing for the first time about God. Let me, let me tell you, the Bible says very clearly that when you enter a relationship with him, uh, loving him, finding out about him, it's, it says you can know what God is thinking. Yes. You can know what God is planning um, to do for you. That there That's can be right. a confidence That's right. in that. I mean, these next few verses are incredible because, you know, he's basically saying, which we'll read in a minute, nobody, you know, nobody knows their thoughts, but the person but inside the person. them. Yeah, yeah. And he's saying nobody knows God's thoughts, but God, but we can now because he lives in us. Because we've got God. And, right. and once he comes to live in us, it, he's basically saying we can actually, I mean, this verse, verse 12, read it in a second. We <laughs> know these things he's given us. Yeah, that's and, right. And it's like we now are in a world where we can constantly, regularly unpack new things of God. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, verse 11, right. It says, no one can know what anyone else is really thinking except the person. And no one can know God's th thoughts except God's own spirit. Yeah. But God has actually given us his spirit, <laughs> yes. not the world's spirit. So we can know there the is. wonderful things that there God has is. freely given us. Yeah. And so he's saying to us, listen, God's got that. You get born again and you see some, but there is so much more to see about the kingdom and God and right. his working. And I think in this moment we find ourselves in, opportunities yeah, yeah. abound. God is wanting to show us things about him we have never seen before. Yeah, yeah. I'm convinced that. I believe this is such a prophetic moment. It, it, I, I would 100% agree with you. But I think we, we so often process ourselves out of the place where we are hearing the secrets of God, right? Yeah. So we lean towards wanting to formulate a process. Right. Or a formula. Or a formula. Yeah. But, but Paul's reminding us that the, the way to know the secrets of God is interacting personally, relationally with the spirit that God's put in us. It's an incredibly good point, mate, because the Holy Spirit is not a force or a power of God. He is God. That's right. It, it, this is, I mean, this is what I don't understand. How can God be in heaven and live in me at the same time? I don't know. I don't have to understand it, but I can tell you this. I experience it. That's right. It's real. And it's because I'm interacting with God himself, not from a distance, but as close as my next breath. Right. And, and so we've been, we've been unpacking this idea of faith and wisdom. Right. And sometimes in scripture, what we see is people acting in faith. Yes. Sometimes we see people acting with wisdom, right? So Old Testament, all sorts of wise things that people do in battle, yeah. all sorts of things that seem crazy acts of faith. Yeah. New Testament, Peter, step out the boat in the storm. Yes. That's, that's, yeah. that's faith. And yet other times, Paul is giving us very practical wisdom to live by. And so what we want to do is we want to know what's the right thing to do yeah. every time. Is it so all, do I, should we always just do faith? Yeah. Right? Do I exercise faith here or do I move in wisdom? I know, I know for me, this has been something that I have really wrestled with when it comes to, let's pick a provocative topic, giving in church. Okay. Yeah. Right? We hear a lot about money, the church and all of this. And, and you sit in a lot of church services where people are asking for money. You go to a lot of conferences, people right. are asking for money. Right. 
And if we're not careful, we will default yeah. to process. And we will either be like, well, every time I have to, it's got to be a big faith step. Or, okay. you know, or yeah, the, look, we swing the other way and we go, well, every time I'm only, I'm, I'm just going to give, you know, I'm not right. going to stretch, I'm not going to sacrifice. But in both of those scenarios, we miss actually what we're supposed to do. Well, here's an interesting thing. Um, there is, you know, there, there is the, the wisdom that Paul's talking about here that pertains to salvation. Yeah, yeah. But then there's the wisdom that pertains to just daily living. Right. And the Bible's full of both. Yes. Not either or. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't need to exercise faith in daily living. I just need wisdom and faithfulness. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Now, giving. So here's the deal. Wisdom with God says... I'm going to give you a natural process that you see in nature called sowing and reaping. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he uses that in the giving message. What you sow, you reap. Yeah. And so he said, if you sow generously, you reap generously. generously. So I don't need faith for that. I just need to be faithful in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But then there are moments where the stretch comes. Yeah. And God might say, I'm going to take you beyond just the faithful giving to a faith-filled giving. Right. Okay. Yes. Now, how do I know the difference? That's exactly it, right? Because we, what we want is just to know, well, I'm just going to do this every time. Then I know I'm going to be doing the right thing. Well, let me tell you how not to know. Not by manipulation right. or emotionalism. Good. Yeah, that yeah. Doesn't mean, it doesn't mean we don't have feelings about it, but I don't make a decision and call it the spirit just because I get emotionally stirred. <laughs> but you said something, right? You said it's not the spirit. So, so what I'm hearing is, is like the key in this, in, in kind of navigating moment to moment, opportunity yeah. to opportunity. Yeah. We, we can't formula the right thing. We, right. we have to actually, if we want to know the secret of God for that moment, we have to speak to the one who knows yeah. the secret wisdom of God. We, gotta, we actually got to engage with the spirit. That's right. The, the one we, we proclaim, we have a relationship so with. So according to the word of God, I've got, I've got everyday living wisdom, yeah. sowing and reaping. Yeah. It, it's nature, isn't it? If I want a crop, I sow seed. Yeah. But then if there are moments when, like for instance, I'll give you for instance, um, child sponsorship. Yeah. Many of us will sponsor children in poverty countries. Yeah. Are we moved emotionally? Absolutely. Yep. But how do we know the right time and the right way and how many children to sponsor? Yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit, we listen to him. Right. Is now it's the, the relational time. space. Yeah, because we have this relationship and we're not just doing it out of it seems good or it's emotional or whatever, but the Holy Spirit is saying, I'm calling you to do this. This is above yeah. and beyond your natural sowing right. and reaping. And you're going you're gonna to need to trust me in this because this is beyond your natural giving. But watch and see what I do. Now, yeah. that can only come through knowing the inner voice of the Spirit. Yeah, right. There's nowhere in the Bible that says, go sponsor a child. It's interesting, right? Like, so, and we, we'll, we'll try to land the plane here, but okay. um, it's taking Peter getting out of the boat. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. To a fisherman, that is not regular wise practice <laughs> no, <laughs> right. that's not a way to go storm fishing. <laughs> waves cool i'm gonna stay in the boat and peter says something very interesting he says lord if it is you tell me to come to you on the water yeah 
speak the word. And so he's like, it's as if he's saying, I'm seeing that there is a faith versus wisdom moment right, right here. But to know which to do, I need to hear your voice. Did you know what Jesus responded? Come. Same thing. Uh, but he also made a phrase like, I am. Yeah, yeah. Same voice to Moses. I yeah, am. Right. And so that was enough for Peter. And, you know, it's interesting what Paul goes on and says here. If we jumped to verse 14, yeah, do people it. who aren't Christians can't understand these truths from God's spirit. Why? Sounds foolish to them because yeah. uh, they do not have the spirit. Only those who have the spirit understand what the spirit says and means. We who have the spirit understand these things. And, and then again, he's saying, who, who knows what God is thinking? He said, yeah, yeah. well, we understand these things. That's right. And it all boils down to this. The moment we come into relationship with God through the wisdom of the cross, yeah, yeah. he comes to live in us by his right. spirit. Yep. So the Holy Spirit shows us this. Then he comes to live in us. And from there on out, the vista opens. Yeah, yeah. So that I know there's the faithful, practical wisdom to live by day by right. day. So read. Yeah. Uh, generosity breeds generosity. <laughs> and But then... God, what am I meant to do? Like, there was no verse in the Bible that said, Keith and Janet, get up and go to Australia. Right. How did we know that? It seemed foolish to leave our yeah. families at that time, at any time. Right. But we knew because the Spirit of God within us, witnessing, talking, showing to our spirit that yeah. God wants you to do this. And so that's where that relational ship thing comes and he just keeps opening. And that only happens by cultivating time with relationship by time yeah. with God. Yeah. Now, just saying that, we want to say to you today about a relationship with God. You know, yeah. God loves you so much that he wants to have a relationship with you and he made the way possible. Yeah. You don't have to figure this out on your own. If right now you realize your need to have a real relationship with God where he is living with you and inside of you and talking to you right. and having an encounter with you, it, the way is made possible through Jesus on the cross. The Bible says that the, the gospel, the good news is that Jesus came. He went to the cross and paid for our sins. He was buried and he was raised again. And by trusting yeah. in that, we can come to the father's house and become his children. And we start a life of knowing God and walking in God by faith and wisdom. And yeah. if you want to do that today, it is simply saying, Father, I'm coming home to you. Great. I am so sorry that I have been apart from you and lived away from you and without you. Today, I'm coming home. I'm coming home through the doorway of the cross. Would you save me and make me your child? Yeah. I believe in Jesus. I trust in what he did at the cross. And I'm asking you now to send the Holy Spirit to live inside of me. And if you will do that, the Bible says today, if you will confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. And this is the day for you to do that. What do they do yeah, from great. here? Yeah, so right now you're going to see a little uh, opportunity come up on the chat. Uh, one of our online hosts right now is, is kind of there. They're waiting um, for you. And they're going to put that little box up and it says, uh, gives you a question as to whether you'd like to respond right now to accepting Jesus and having a relationship with him. And you can tick or click on, on that little hand symbol um, and that will hopefully begin um, a chat with one of our online hosts where uh, they're going to talk to you about what it looks like to begin this journey, yes. uh, what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. 
but right now, as, as you're doing that, uh, why, don't, why don't you pray for yeah. everyone who's making that decision? I, I believe that because of the power of the gospel, the good news that Jesus died for your sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he rose again from the dead, that he's alive, that he is present with you, and his Holy Spirit right now is about to give an encounter with God, a demonstration of his power through the cross, through the gospel. So Father, in Jesus' name, those who right now, they sense something is going on inside. They can't explain it. They don't fully understand it. But right now they know they're experiencing something that is supernatural and it is the power of the gospel that the Holy Spirit Mm. is using to bring them into your family. So right now I pray, travel through to their homes, through these airwaves, through time and travel into their homes and bring the power of the gospel to be a reality Mm. in their lives today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, been great. Yeah. I hope that you have been encouraged and... Um, blessed by the little discussion we've had this morning. We, we enjoy just kind of journeying oh, yeah. through the world so like this. A uh, little reminder uh, for all the, the husbands out there, the dads out oh, there. Okay. It is Mother's Day next week. Um, you know, all, all the children who are listening. And we're going to have a special kind of service for them. We are, yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be awesome. We'd love for you to tune in. Uh, mums, maybe tune in from breakfast in bed, little... Uh, a little well, hint, hint there for the family. Church with breakfast in bed. Come on. <laughs> yeah, why caffeine. not? Why not? But seriously, if you haven't organized anything yet, let this be your reminder. Go out however you can, wherever restrictions are at at the moment, um, and, and look to really honor and bless the mums in your life as for much sure. as you can. For sure. Um, other than that, have a great uh, rest of your week. Have a great, maybe if you're watching this morning, have a great rest of this Sunday. Uh, if you're watching our 5 p.m. feed, hope that you have a fantastic evening. Uh, it's been great to be with you. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah, hope to see you next week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed that message from our pastoral team. And if you'd like to know more about C3 Church Victory, please head to our website, c3victory.org.au. Until next time, we pray you have an incredible day.